Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. It is a beautiful day here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice no matter where it takes us with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. But, you know, I got to tell you, there is, as I do this every Sunday, reviewing what's happened. There's so much that's happened in America this week. Uh, you know, Joe Biden continues to suffer enormous losses in his approval rating. And, you know, there is one group that the Democrats have always been able to rely on. And that group is the Hispanics and African-Americans. Well, right now, Joe Biden has lost more than 20 points with African-Americans. Very, very unusual folks. It's no surprise. Uh, And with the Hispanics, so that's a surprise. But I guess when you look at it, the economy matters, irrespective of what your nationality is, irrespective of what your voting background is or nationality or any of that nonsense. The truth is everybody is worried about the economy and Joe Biden ain't doing us any favors. So this week, he managed to further infuriate the Hispanics. And this may not be number one on your radar, but it is on a lot of people's radars. He lifted Cuban and Venezuelan sanctions. Now, that has been tremendously criticized by the Hispanic voters. Many of them came here because they fled the very types of regimes that Biden and his progressive lefties want to install here. You know it, the socialist regimes. So uh, you look at the Hispanic Americans and what they're saying is they want the United States to be tough on Castro, to be tough on Maduro, and not reward them with one-sided concessions, which is what a wimp usually does, and that's what Biden is doing. Joe is showing his affinity to these socialist regimes, which will ultimately damage his party in November, which is well-deserving. Joe is literally bolstering socialist regimes in Havana and Caracas. And for those of you who say, well, maybe we're going to get some gas from Venezuela, you know what, let's not go there, although I will in a couple minutes. But what else happened in America? Well, the Democrats are stalling legislation to protect the Supreme Court justices while the abortion protesters are going crazy outside of their homes. And you know, because I've said this before, there is a federal law that outlaws any protest or any kind of uh, uh, marches outside of the home of a Supreme Court justice where the intent is to try to get them to change their position or influence or impact their decisions. And, it, you know, some of these justices have small children. And what's going on outside their homes is a nightmare. 
But Joe Biden and Merrick Garland, no, they'd rather go after parents who who are concerned about what their kids are being taught in school. Joe Biden and Merrick Garland would rather call parents domestic terrorists than even deal with and enforce a law that's already on the books, which makes it a federal offense, punishable by up to one year in jail, to do what is happening now in front of Supreme Court justices' homes. It is a nightmare as the left goes ballistic. And you have to wonder and say to yourself, you know, They claim that everything that's going on is an affront to democracy, that democracy is being damaged. But the truth is the Supreme Court has said, hey, we're not saying if it's legal or illegal, we're going to leave it up to the people. We'll leave it up to the states and let the states decide. That is, my friends, the essence of democracy and what it is. So, you know, what we're seeing now are people who are suffering because Joe Biden and his Department of Justice are trying to decide what really is criminal and what isn't. But, you know, I mentioned when we talked about the lowering of sanctions on on Venezuela and Cuba um, and the energy secretary this week uh, in an appearance before uh, Congress refuse to admit that Joe Biden is in any way responsible for what we have now, which are the highest gas prices in American history. She is refusing to take any responsibility, and they're blaming Putin. Oh, this is all Putin's fault. But what they don't say is that there was a continuous upward tick from the time Joe Biden took over as president whether it was a halting of leasing programs in Anwar or, you know, whether it was a 60-day halt on all new oil and gas and drilling permits or directing federal agencies to eliminate support for fossil fuel or shutting down the XL Keystone Pipeline. And, you know, Jennifer Granholm, oh, she's, real, she's really prepared for this position, like all, most of his cabinet secretaries. She says, um, what, that I had a magic wand to create gas? I mean, really, it's, it's, um, it's, it's laughable. It really is. And the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial continues with Amber Heard looking worse and worse as time goes on. Johnny Depp appearing to be the guy who is a victim of domestic violence. And take it from me, I started the first domestic violence unit in the nation. As a young prosecutor in 1978, I know this issue. I know when people uh, are claiming to be victims when they're not. And I know that clearly Amber Heard, as she testifies, has lied several times. And as a judge, I have said this too. Uh, my juries, if you find that a witness has lied once, you are free to determine that all of their testimony is not credible. And of course, she said, "Well, you know, I have don't I have donated seven million dollars of my divorce settlement to the ACLU, and I think to a children's hospital." And under cross examination, she had to admit she didn't either. Uh, and that's someone who's trying to puff themselves up as a really great person. So, folks, there's a lot that happened in America, uh, but today we're going to be talking about all of that. I'll be taking your calls. We're going to gavel out with my closing arguments. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. 
Never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. And up next on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, we will be speaking with Frank Gaffney about the grid. You know, summer's coming up, and a lot of people have been warning us for a lot of years that our electric grid is not what we think it is. Coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is the Executive Chairman for the Center of Security Policy. I want you to join me in welcoming Frank Gaffney to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Welcome to my good friend, Frank Gaffney. Frank, it's good to talk to you. Uh, you and I first started talking, Frank, about the grid. I'll bet it was 10 years ago, the electric grid. Uh, has anything changed in 10 years, Frank? Yes, ma'am. The problem's gotten worse. Mm. Uh, in fact, uh, Judge, we had a fascinating uh, hour-and-a-half-long or so program in uh, the state capital of Texas earlier this week, uh, in which uh, men you've interviewed before and a great national leader, uh, Texas State Senator Bob Hall, convened yes, yes, a, a really distinguished panel to talk about what's going on, how serious the problem is today, um, how urgent it is that we correct the vulnerabilities of our electric grid and specific things that we can do about it. And and what made it particularly exciting, Judge, is that one of the things that was a feature of this conversation was a premiere of a powerful new documentary called um, Grid Down, Power Up. That's been produced by a, a friend of mine by the name of David Tice. Um, and it's going to get a serious release. I believe um, Dennis Quaid does the narration of it. And it Fantastic. pulls together all the things you and I have been talking about most of this decade in a way that I think is going to really galvanize people to understand we cannot um, delay any further the kind of corrective action that's needed, not least because what's made it worse I mean, is we know in the intervening years – Every enemy of this country has come to realize this is the most elegant, efficient, and simple way to take down their greatest adversary, namely us. So it's just a matter of time. And, and even if it weren't the case that they know that and they could use everything from sabotage to cyber warfare to electromagnetic pulse attack to okay, do it. Frank, okay, the electric grid. What exactly is it? I mean, it's it's a balkanized system of electricity that has not really been, um, it's, it, it's not up to date. It's old and it can be taken down with very little effort by our adversaries, correct? Sadly so. I mean, look, some of it is more modern than Others, but the thing that really is so problematic about it is, as you say, balkanized is a, is a neat, neat word for it. It's it's something that we built like you know topsy. It just grew uh, from a couple of electrified neighborhoods into a nationwide nationwide or, you know entity that is simply not 
resilient because nobody ever thought to make it resilient. Uh, they focused on Why reliability, and it's pretty think, reliable. You would think that they would want to make it reliable. Whose job is it to make sure that the electric grid doesn't break down for any one of the three reasons you mentioned? Uh, and so that we, because they're right now warning of rolling blackouts across the United States this summer. Yes, they are. Um, and this is the problem. The grid has been optimized for reliability. We want it to work when we go and turn on the switch, right? We want to make sure that there aren't brownouts or blackouts. And the trouble with making that the sole focus is that we have basically failed at every turn to take the steps that are required to ensure that if something purposeful by, again, a hostile power is taken against us. Or as I started to say, Janine, I'm sorry for talking over you, but there is this other problem that even if none of our enemies try to do this to us, the sun is going to do it at some point. It's just a matter of time. There's a naturally occurring phenomenon called geomagnetic disturbances. It's a fancy term for basically solar flares. And when they are aimed directly at Earth, they are roughly every 150 years. We get exposed to something that's a lot like that electromagnetic pulse that a nuclear weapon would give off, a vastly powerful surge of electricity that fries. You know, grid components, transformers, electric lines, SCADA systems, what have you, that haven't been protected against it. And that last time, the last big geomagnetic disturbance took place was 1859. Right. So right. do the math. Remember that. We're overdue. We're overdue. Frank, so this is Frank the good news is there are things we can do about it. Yes, ma'am. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. What can we do about it? The first thing is to recognize we got a problem. You know, it's like alcoholism. You can't stop it if you don't acknowledge that reality. The second is we need to hold the people who manage the grid accountable for taking the steps they know how to take to fix it. Now, look, I have a certain sympathy for them. First of all, they do an enormously important job. They supply that power that we need with reliability every single day. So thanks, God, for that. But they're very averse to fiddling with their system. It works pretty darn well most of the time, and they don't want to fiddle with it lest they break it and not be able to figure out how to get it back to a reliable state. Unfortunately, that's not something that we can continue to indulge in. So, Janine, the good news is there are some people who have taken some very creative steps. For example, um, a utility down in Houston, Texas called Centerpoint, has teamed up with one of the most important manufacturers in this space, Siemens, a German company, but it's got a large operation here, to provide for about $500,000 the kit that is needed to harden, as they call it, transformer substations, transformer substations, which are the backbone and key piece of it. But, but but Frank, who is in charge? Who is responsible for the grid? Is it in every state? Is it a federal issue, a statewide issue? You're talking about Texas. Well, this is one of the features of grid down, power up, is the observation that nobody's in charge. Nobody has the exclusive responsibility nationwide to assure that the grid 
is made resilient. And that's been a key problem. You know, there are lots of public utilities and, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do they call them? The, the, the PUCs, the yeah. organizations that are responsible for setting rates and those sorts of things, public utility commissions is what I was looking for. Um, there are lots mm-hmm. of people at the Department of Energy. There are lots of people in other, you know, uh, areas of the government who whose responsibilities touch on this. But the truth of the matter is everybody's responsibilities are going to be impacted if the grid goes down. And there isn't some single person who says we can't afford to let that happen. And here's but, what we're but going is to do to assure that it doesn't. But is it a state or a federal issue, Frank Gaffney? Well, that's part of the problem. Everybody can point to somebody else. You know, the Defense Department mm. has been terribly remiss. They've hardened the things that matter to them, their communications their nuclear weapons and the like. But they point to the Department of Energy and say, well, the civilian grid isn't our problem. That's the problem. The civilians at the Energy Department point to the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. They say, well, they're the guys who regulate this thing. The guys at the FERC, as it's called, point to people at the NERC, which is an energy industry operation. I mean, everybody's pointing at somebody else. Nobody's getting this done. The point of this film, Grid Down, Power Up, and I think it's Grid Down, Power Up, dot com and get the trailer it's going to be rolling out here very shortly um is that this is not a tolerable situation we need the president and you know the president that you and i admired so much donald trump did more in his time than any previous president to try to get his hands around this thing but it wasn't enough and he ran out of time sadly we need this president on his watch to make sure that this Yawning vulnerability doesn't persist because, you know, Judge, you're a lawyer. The term attractive nuisance is applied to things like swimming pools that don't have fences. Kids drown in them, right? This is the ultimate attractive nuisance. It makes everybody think they could take a shot at us and take us down as long as it's a persistent vulnerability. It doesn't and have to be us the costs down. are manageable. Describe. But Frank uh, Gaffney, I want to thank you for joining us uh, this morning. And I also want to thank you, Frank, on a personal note, for getting me involved in this 10 years ago. And it is so frustrating to find out that here we are 10 years later. We haven't made a lot of progress. You know what? And I'm worried about this administration doing anything. But in the meantime, Frank, where where is your your do you have a radio show or a blog? What what do you have going on this? Well, I actually have a daily television program now. Janine, we haven't talked about this in a while at Real America's Voice. It's uh, it airs at 11 p.m. Eastern time on weekdays and then several times over the weekend. We do a radio show with it as well um, and we do a daily commentary and people can find out more about all of that at secureamerica.tv and uh securing america excuse me securingamerica.tv and also i would really commend to them our our grid source which is securethegrid.com it's a fantastic you got it frank thanks shop. so much all right Thank thanks you, for man. being with us frank gaffney uh, you've opened our eyes All right, up next on the Judge Jeanine Tunnelton Towers Foundation, we're going to be hearing from another guest. But never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnelton Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 
Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. And now, Janine Pirro sounds off. So now, Joe Biden is talking about money in the stimulus to fight crime. That's a good thing, isn't it? More after this. And now, Janine Pirro sounds off. Of course it's a good thing. But here's the thing. He didn't talk about it until he gets to the point where he knows he's losing. Now he wants to fund cops. He's basically saying, take the money out of the money I already gave you. No, the money is targeted for different things. Now he's saying, oh, oh, just erase the lines and spend it on the cops. That's not how it's done, Joe. And trying to make yourself out to be a hero in fighting crime because you're everything but. Keep listening for more entertaining and informative opinions from Judge Janine Pirro. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is the host of Lawrence Jones Cross County on Fox News. Please join me in welcoming the great Lawrence Jones to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. And if you don't know Lawrence Jones, let me tell you a little bit about him. He serves as a host of his own show Saturdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox News. He's also an enterprise reporter for Fox and Friends weekdays and the weekend franchise. The guy never sleeps. He's always moving uh and uh i didn't know this you are the youngest black solo host of a program in cable news well i gotta tell you folks lawrence jones or known to his friends as uh, lj is one of the coolest people you're ever going to meet with a great moral core and that's why we've got him on he's a native of garland texas attended the university of north texas where he studied criminal justice all right how are you today lawrence hey judge you know you don't have to do all that. You don't have to give them my whole bio. I, well, I only read a third of it. <laughs> <laughs> but you move around a lot, Lawrence. Where do, where are you going? Where'd you just come from? You're always traveling for Fox. Yeah, just got back from Alabama. Was on a military base, blowing some stuff up with the people that keep us safe and ATF. Um, so yeah, we got a lot going on, Jeff. Well, you you do, and you have a great you have a great record of uh, dealing with the families of those who've been injured uh, yeah. and and victimized and 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 killed uh, as a result of the outrageous crime going on in our country. But I want to I want to start with you, Lawrence, on on the issue of of crime. You know, when you go and you talk to the families of of crime victims. Uh, do they ever talk to you about the system and making the system better, or are they usually just so shocked with what's happened to their loved one? I mean, what what do they want, these you families? Know, you know, Judge, you know, I have the difficult job of going. Many times when I arrive at the scene, you know, it, it's not good news. Something has happened. Someone has died. You know, many kids, uh, you know, and before these families will even – do the interviews, you know, they normally plan on doing it, but they break down. So I end up helping them plan the funerals and things like that. 
But one of the things that I continue to hear is that the criminal justice system does not listen to the victims. Uh, you know, all these reforms. And look, Judge, you know, I started working in the criminal justice system when I was 17 years old in juvenile court, being an advocate for young people to help them turn their life around. No the problem kidding. is many. Yeah, my, that was my first job. It was in juvenile court. And, you know, the key word is reform. The people that they're allowing back on the street have not reformed their lives. They're still a danger to society. And I think the criminal justice uh, system has uh, gone in the wrong direction. And as a result of that, I think the American public are going to be less likely to go with these reforms now because it's just out of control. They don't want they want to empty the jails, Judge. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole concept, Lawrence, of emptying the jails, I mean, I. It is it is foreign to, you know, those of us who, you know, you've been in, involved in the system for a long time. And for me, it's it's over three decades. I mean, you know, there are certain there are certain perimeters, you know, you violate the law. Uh, you know, you have to be you have to be accountable for it and you have to be punished. Mm -hmm. And suddenly there is this movement afoot by I don't know who these people are who think that, you know, it's it's more important to worry about the criminal than the victim and uh, i don't know how they have appealed to legislatures around the country to eliminate cash bail i get the issue that some people are held on bail when they shouldn't be i get that i really do mm -hmm. but at the same time there's got to be some recognition that you keep bailing someone over and over again they keep committing crimes then you know shame on us you know, Judge, the best way I can highlight this is what happened with Dave Chappelle on the stage. You got Gascon that refused to go after this guy. And now we LA, got breaking uh, news. Mm -hmm. You got breaking news of this same guy that charged the stage with a fake gun and with a knife wrapped around him and another knife in the back pocket stabbed his roommate. So now they want to charge him. And I'm like... You know, guys, when these people do these violent acts, you think it's the first time they did this? Oh, I love you, Lawrence. You know, this it, is my it, mantra. <laughs> it's not the first time. And we see this across the country. You know, just because you live in a rich neighborhood or a safe community, you think you can be. I, I mean, there was a carjacking right in Dallas, Texas. I moved back home just the other day, two weeks ago. Got four kids, jacked the Uber East driver. Uh, and nothing was done about it. They ran away. They didn't catch the kids. But it's a repeated cycle. And until uh, we become the loud voice, because you, you ask, how does this happen? Well, the activists are the loudest voices. The victims aren't loud enough. We aren't loud enough. We're allowing them because we're working. We're just by our uh, just trying to survive this 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 the country now. Um, and they're loud, and they had a concerted effort through George Soros to elect these DAs. So their message is being heard. Ours isn't. That's so true. That is so true, Lawrence. You know, I, I remember once bringing a uh, little red wagon with like 21,000 signatures or something on the, uh, I don't know at the time, I, I think it had to do with uh, pedophiles and being able to keep them in prison after they serve their time, if they were, you know, unredeemable in the sense that, you know, they were uh, a danger to society. And, you know, then we were heard because parents were angry. Kids were being victimized, sexually abused by these dirtbags 
who go out there and, and try to have sex with children and never, mm-hmm. never lose that desire. But the, the pendulum is swung, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that not only are they louder, Lawrence, I think there's another piece to it. I think they're louder, and then they turn around and accuse people who want to have, you know, law and order and justice. They accuse us of being racist, and that, like, shuts down the conversation. So it's not just about who's loud, and I agree with you, the left is loud, but then they turn around and everybody gets kind of afraid to say anything. But it's like Elon Musk with Twitter. You know, um, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a racist. He's a racist. Well, we know mm-hmm. he's not a racist. I mean, he, he come mm-hmm. up with his background and what he's done for African-Americans. The guy is not a racist. But it's, mm-hmm. it's a shame that they have been able to do it to us. You know, uh, Judge, and, and probably for obvious reasons, I, I would not allow the left to disarm me. I mean, I, I, I have lived the American dream. And, you know, when Sonny Hostin got on TV and said, you know, uh, you know, and talked about the dichotomy of it being an oxymoron to be a black Republican or a black conservative, I went straight back at her. And, you know, I'm you not going to be af- afraid of the left and their council culture and their their way of doing business. I'm not afraid. I'm just not afraid. I got too much street cred. I grew up poor. My family uh, worked very hard for me to get to where I am today, and I worked hard. And I'm going to go and try to help as many people as I can back in my community. And the policies of the left just isn't helping us. And so I will dedicate my life to exposing them for everything that they are. And part of the reason why they've been so successful is because they shut down the debate. But we allow them to shut down the debate. We allow them to counsel us. Well, you know what? F it. F it. I'm sorry. F it. We're done with it. We're done with it. Yeah, I I agree with you. And you know what? I love your passion, Lawrence. I mean, the idea that we do allow them to shut us down uh, is it's it's reminiscent of with radical extremism, you know, when there was a, a, a bout of it uh, as it related to a, a Muslim extremist. And, 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 and for, I'm not saying there's anything wrong uh, with being a Muslim. I mean, that's not the problem. It's the extremists who make it a political mm-hmm. party. And then they say, oh, you know what? You're you're an Islamophobe. No, I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm mm-hmm. not, I, I'm I'm against people who believe they should cut your head off uh, because you're Christian. You're the ergo you're an infidel. You know it's this same leftist philosophy. We can shut these people down by saying they're a racist, and you know for a while we get shut down. This same thing with parents uh, and the school teachers. For a while, the parents shut up. The school teachers were saying, we're not your babysitters. We're not going to work. They get paid. You know, they go to bars. They go to Home Depot. But, hell, they don't want to go to school with your kids who can't give them COVID. So, uh, you know, it's it, finally the parents say, hey, enough of this crap. Get your butts in school. Or, yeah. you know what? Mate, and then, the, then they call the parents a domestic terrorist. It's the yeah. name calling. They are expert at it, Lawrence. You know what? They're expert at it. You know what? It's because we won't unite. I mean, the numbers just isn't on their side. You know, this all this defund the police thing. I did a monologue on this about two weeks ago. Do you know, Judge, there are more white people that want to defund the police than there are yeah. black people? There are, I mean, I agree I mean, with so, that. So, so where did this whole social justice thing come from? Well, they're fueling this. It wasn't black people that were funding Black Lives Matter. It was the rich corporations that felt like they needed to pay some type of tax. 
and advocating for stuff that black America wasn't advocating for. It, it, oh. it, it's insane. But again, it goes back to those small voices being so loud, those small few being so loud. Um, you know, I, I think we got to start highlighting the facts, but we also have to get louder. That is the key. Yep, I agree. And, you know, it, it, it is so amazing that, you know, for the longest time, we remain quiet. And and look at this abortion thing going on outside the Supreme Court Justice's oh homes. You know what? That Merrick Garland, the attorney general, Joe Biden, they have got no problem with it. It's against the federal law. You can be incarcerated for up to a year. And they don't even want to fund a bill that would protect that, the, the Supreme Court justices and their staff. And, and he's know, a former federal is, judge. He's a former federal judge right. doing nothing to protect Judges, you know, judge, I, I continue to say this. I am not against protests, but the whole point of protest is to sway opinion. You're not allowed to do that with a judge. So are we going to allow people to protest decision. murder cases? <laughs> okay, can we do that now? Can can we start protesting when we don't like the verdict in a murder case or, or a rape case or anything? Are we going to allow offenders to do that as well? Because that's the well, standard that's that they're setting question. right now. That's a great question. You have juries now that are that are that are not being sequestered. When I was a judge, I used to sequester jurors all the time. Now they're going to home. Now the left should they go there and 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 protest outside their home yeah. so that the normal American is scared to death and yeah. saying, you know, I, I'm afraid for my family. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, they, if, if they can do it at the highest court in, in the land, why not do it on on some of these district courts cases uh, or local yep. cases? Local cases was where most of the crime is uh, mm-hmm. is being prosecuted. You know that in this country. Yep. And I guess finally, Lawrence. I mean, you know, the 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 whole thing with gas. And you're you're from Texas. You know, I know they yeah. have oil rigs in Texas. I mean, you know, for years I was seeing someone from Texas, and you know, that's a way of life down there. And Joe yeah. Biden comes in and says, you know what? Not anymore. And yet you've got this, the, the, the Secretary of Energy, uh, what, uh, Granholm, Elizabeth Granholm, she's the one who said, oh, what did I, if I had a magic wand, and it's all Putin's <laughs> fault. Well, Putin just showed up, you fool. It's, it's nonsense, and, 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 and they did this on day one. Judge, I, I've been able to see this from multiple angles. First of all, I, I, I saw it because, you know, my, my home state of Texas, we produce a lot of oil. Uh, and yep. so I know people that have been impacted just with their job, those people that work on those, uh, you know, on those rigs. So th- th- I've seen it for that angle. Number two, I've seen it because I just recently moved back from New York to, to Texas. And so I have to get a car and I'm paying yep. over $100 for, to fill up my tank. And I'm like, this is crazy. I didn't have to pay this much money for gas. And then the third avenue that I'm seeing it is that I travel around the country talking with average day people. I was just talking to a mom the other day that was saying that she was having to make the decision. Does she save money for her gas bill or does she oh. eat? I mean, that, that is heart. in Pennsylvania. You know what? You know what, Lawrence? It doesn't break my heart. It infuriates me. It yeah. infuriates me. You know, it's just like the baby formula. You got pallets at the border. Oh, we have to take care of them. That's the law. Oh, you don't have to take care of American children. Do you know how many friends I have with babies and grandchildren? I'm like, I'm like the contact now. Everybody's calling me to get baby formula because I know this one and I know that one. I'm trying to get them for my own daughter. Can't get baby formula. This is America. They're taking us right to Venezuela. 
And I said this years ago with, with that crazy Bernie Sanders. It's just a question of time before they take us to Venezuela and take us down. Anyway, I know that your time is valuable, Lawrence, uh, and I love having you on. I love chatting with you. You are you are the best, and I want everyone to watch Lawrence's show. As you know, I'm not on Saturday night, but Lawrence is, and he is a great watch and uh, a man that you gotta you gotta watch. Everybody, he is a superstar, right, Lawrence? Stop, Judge, I'm honored to be with you today. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you on, Lawrence. We love you. Take care. And thank you. And keep that moral core right where it is, okay? I'm right, dear. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. And now, Janine Pirro sounds off. So the new governor in New York, Kathy Hochul, she issued a statement patting herself on the back. We got a lot done, goes the quote on violent crime, despite the ongoing surge. More after this. And now, Janine Pirro sounds off. Despite the ongoing surge, you got a lot done. If you got a lot done, why is there an ongoing surge? First of all, you didn't get anything done. You believe in letting people out with no bail. You believe in making sure that Andrea Stewart Cousins and Carl Heasty and you are the ones who are protecting people when you're the ones who are signing their death warrants by not putting criminals in jail. Shame on you and stop lying. Keep listening for more entertaining and informative opinions from Judge Janine Pirro. And now, Janine Pirro sounds off. We found out that the Supreme Court is likely to overturn Roe versus Wade. Pro-choicers are upset. They don't like that it will ultimately go to the people in the states. More after this. And now... Janine Pirro sounds off. The pro-choicers are so upset that they are trashing the Catholic faith, the Christian faith. They are protesting in front of the homes of the justices, which is a federal crime. But do you think anyone in the federal government, including Merrick Garland, who's a political hack, do you think any of them will follow the law and make arrests? No, of course not. They don't care about the law. A hack's on all of them. Keep listening for more entertaining and informative opinions from Judge Janine Pirro. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. All right, we had some great guests today. Uh, Frank Gaffney on the power grid, the electric grid. He knows a lot about it. And I'm going to look up that video we talked about, Grid Down, Power Up with Dennis Quaid. And, of course, uh, Lawrence Jones, one of my favorites at Fox. He's a great guy. Uh, look, America is a great country. We can keep it great. Lawrence is right. We've just got to be as loud as the left, and we've got to stand tall and stand together. You know, when a delusional Nancy Pelosi says everything is awesome in Joe Biden's America, and she insists that Americans want Democrats to win in November, and has every intention of keeping the House despite the dismal polls, despite all of the numbers showing uh, otherwise, I say to myself, you know what? You better not have anything up your sleeve, Nancy, because this is America. We've had enough of this leftist progressive nonsense. It's time for us to get out there and vote. 
You can change this country. You can change your life and change America. We're not Venezuela. We're not going to be Venezuela. Get out there. Do the patriotic thing and get out and vote in November. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.